Hello everybody, I hope you all had an amazing Monday. I have another amazing guest with me today. Uh, they're all amazing. Every single one of them are going to be amazing. Um, but in particular, yeah, I have a wonderful person with me today. She studies opera, operatic singing, and she is going to UFT. She is about to go overseas and do her masters for classical music in the UK and that's pretty phenomenal um, but aside from school and doing music while she's been in school uh, she was also doing a lot of live performances on Broadway and just singing live for a bunch of people and you know because of the pandemic she hasn't really been able to do that and I was really curious you know how a pandemic has been affecting people who perform and people who have live shows and audiences and I mean this is like specifically Toronto but we talk a little bit about America as well um, so if that's something that you really want to hear about and you're itching to know keep on listening because we have an amazing amazing conversation Hi, my name is Kate Luna, and welcome to And What About It, the podcast I made for me that I get to share with you. Okay, hi. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm amazing. Um, so, okay. Let, I, like, we have so much to talk about because I... Um, and, like I, I really want to know about all this stuff. So, for those who don't know who you are, um, you can tell everybody what what you do. Yeah. Okay. So, hi everybody. My name is Maddie Batista. I am a classical soprano. I also do musical theater. I'm a singer. Um, do a little bit of acting, a little bit of all kinds of stuff. I'm a performer, and I'm currently finishing up my Bachelor of Music at University of Toronto in classical voice performance. Very exciting. And in the fall, I will be moving to London in the UK to pursue my Master's of Voice at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama. Very fancy. So, that is very fancy. That is a big freaking deal. So yeah, very exciting. <laughs> very, very exciting. So yeah, that's me. I oh my god. Um, so I mentioned you in my last episode because, uh, we were talking about like things that I can't do as a dyslexic person. And one of those things is read sheet music. And yeah, I just, if you didn't catch that in the last episode, Maddie and I met and, um, she was in high school, we were doing into the woods and I for some godforsaken reason, was given a role in the play because I do not, I have the vocal cords of a raging squirrel. And um, yeah, I didn't know how to read music. And I sat next to Maddie and I was like, you, I was like, Jesus, take the wheel, pretty much. <laughs> and then we became friends. That's how it started. Yeah. Started friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. Unless you're living under a rock, which none of you are, we are currently going through the midst of a massive global pandemic. And if you're listening um, 
not from Toronto. Toronto has been going in and out of lockdown for like basically since March. Couple months open, couple months closed. Um, and that has had a drastic impact on performers like you. Yes, it has a big, big impact. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, like, I know, okay, so I know that some comedians have been doing, like, online shows or, like, Instagram live shows, which, to be honest with you, I, I kind of think is, well, I, I think that's pretty stupid. Yeah, like, I, I, I kind of defeats the purpose, but also, like, how are you supposed to make a living off of that? Like, like I don't know. Anyways, but... Like, for people like you who are just, like, singing and doing Broadway shows, like, what did, like how are you even dealing with this whole mess? Yeah, um, I jokingly said to you when I wanted to do this episode, I said, you'd ask me that question, and I'd say, good question, and then the episode would end. Because, honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're figuring it out. Every day is different. Um, thankfully, I have structure from school that kind of keeps me like me and my training on track. Like I mm. get repertoire for my classes and I look like weekly lessons and things like that, that keep me on track, which is really nice. But in the summer when I didn't have school, I kept up my lessons with my teacher, which was a lot of money to do, mm. but it was really important. Cause if I didn't, then I just wouldn't have sung for like, yeah. Four which is insane. Yeah, and weren't you supposed to go to Italy? Like, weren't you supposed to do Broadway shows in Italy? Yeah, last summer, actually, I had a really cool kind of program for myself lined up. I was supposed to do an opera in Italy um, right outside of Verona, which would have been really cool, but it would have been my first international show, which would mm -hmm. have been really cool. And then I was also supposed to do um, another show in Halifax, right after yeah. I was going to jump from Italy straight over and I had like an arrangement with the director that I could come like a week late like it was very fast and I was you know there were two like big roles and I was learning them and then just everything stopped as it did for everyone so that was a, that was sad um yeah but you know you do what you can do I did do one online I did actually no I did two online recitals not for money or anything like that just like so I had something to work for yeah um which was which was fun but like you said it really doesn't it, it doesn't translate that well like I can sing people can watch but it's you need the audience to play off of and that's the part that I really miss yeah yeah I know that like energy and I know like you've been on stage too so you get yeah. it it's just yeah it's if so the special. audience isn't there it's like what's the fucking point even of doing this yeah it's like it's people in drama like if there's a reason why it's called drama it's because we're all attention seekers facts yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah no, it's like I, I do it because yes I enjoy it whatever but so much of it is like sharing it with other people yeah like, I also just miss going to see shows as like a patron yeah like oh my god yeah I know I I love okay so like I love Kinky Boots that's like my favorite musical of all time and they play it here like at least once a year it's yeah. on and I would always go to see it and it's like it's almost like going to the movies except like a thousand times better yeah because it's like it's present it's like yeah like it in the world it's like when you watch yeah. a, movie, a movie can change your life a tv show can change your life but you know that it was 
excuse me, pre-recorded. Whereas a show is like, it's happening right in front of you. Like someone yeah. could get their line, someone could fall, someone, you know, the power could go out, like a million things could happen, like mm -hmm. in the moment. And there's like, there's nothing like that in the world. Oh I yeah. I remember, I think when I was in like, I think it was maybe like 11 or 12, um, 11 or 12th grade, uh, we as like a boarding uh, group went to go see Elf the musical. Oh, yeah. And it was like literally the worst production I've ever seen put on stage. And like, no offense to people who love the Elf musical, but it was just like an actual like horrendous shit show. And Buddy like forgot his lines and people were like leaving props on stage and then like having to like run back in between like set changes to grab them. And people were like, no, like they had like all these sequences where they were like throwing things at each other and everybody was like missing. And it was just like not like... It actually looked like they had rehearsed it like maybe two or three times before it was put on. Oh god. And then they and then the, and then they had like for all the elves, they were just like people who were just like walking on their knees. Oh but, god, that's yeah, awful. I know. And they didn't they didn't like turn. Uh they, they couldn't turn sideways because then we would see like the bottom half of their legs, so they would just like crab walk on and off stage. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, I know. It was really bad. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, you know, there's a show for everybody. Yeah. But that just goes back to like, like, okay, like when you, when you watch a bad movie, you know, you feel like your time was just taken away from you. You know what I mean? You're like, what, you're like, what the hell? Like, I just paid that money for this movie and it was shit. Yeah. And I could have done something better with my life. But I, honest to God, when you go to like a, a performance and it's horrible it's like it's so it's so much more entertaining because you're like wow like I'm watching people's careers be ruined right in yeah. front of my eyes <laughs> yeah. well I'll share like uh my first paid job that I had which you know about but I will mm -hmm. share with the listeners I worked in children's entertainment at Canada's Wonderland which is mm -hmm. a um, like 20 minutes north of Toronto and I, I will say one thing, you could throw a bomb on stage and I would figure out a way to make it work. The amount of things that happened at that, I'm not gonna say too much because it was a great first job and I'll leave it at that. Uh, but there was a lot of shit that went down. Like yeah. there would be- I can imagine. I might break character integrity, but we were working with mascot costumes and mm -hmm. Sometimes Charlie Brown's arm would fall off <laughs> in the middle of a show. And that's traumatizing for a bunch of children. Yeah. And me as the only like human, because sometimes I wouldn't be in a costume, I would be like hosting it. Yeah. I would have to like run backstage while I'm still singing or talking, mm -hmm. fix the costume, run back on, pray to God that children hadn't run up on stage attack the other character it was like a whole thing so i get you were like security for these little kids you were like absolutely not and just yeah uh, yell a lot of children a lot of parents actually not really children i don't yell at children <laughs> parents i had to yell at mainly just like, disclaimer maddie does not yell at children i'm just letting everybody know that now that she is respectful towards young people and she does not yell at children but she will um unregretfully yell is unregretfully even a word that's not a word i made that up it it, it 
gets the point across. It gets the point across. <laughs> anyway, the point is that Maddie will yell at adults, but not children. And I think that that's important to know. Well, I think that's the first thing you need to know about my personality is children are so much higher up in my life than adults. Just 100%. <gasps> anyway. Then there's me. <laughs> kids. It's like, have you seen those memes? And it's like, um, the two friends are like, there's one that wears like, you know, the strawberry dress. Have you seen that? Yeah, dress? strawberry dress and then like a witch's cape. Yeah, no, there's like, it's like complete opposites. That's our yeah. Yeah, that is our friendship. Absolutely. I always joke like with people like, um, like on the outside, I like if if you meet me for the first time and you see my appearance you're like oh yeah that is a um you know I don't even know how to describe it like it's like that is the most like soft most basic uninspiring white girl I've ever seen in my life and then if you like actually start a conversation with me it's either get this woman away from me she is so weird or I want to be your best friend forever and ever. That's it. My There's love very few people who want to be my best friend forever and ever, and you're one of them because you understand <laughs> how my brain works. But yeah. Um, so getting back to Italy and Halifax, which you were not able to to do um, because of COVID nineteen, which has been a huge bitch. Um, do you have anything like? I, I know that, like, okay, so, like, in the UK, well, the UK's kind of fucked, too, with COVID, so, like, I don't even know, like, when you go in the fall, I, dude, I don't even know if things are going to be better over there, because they're, like, it's bad. The only thing that's kind of promising is that there's a little bit more dialogue about vaccinations overall. I found that, at least right now in Canada, it's very hush hush about that kind of stuff it's um not a lot of information is being shared about rollout of vaccines whereas at least in the uk they're in a lockdown right now but before the holidays they were actually starting to get it done so that's one thing um the actual school i'm going to before the lockdown they were having classes in person with, oh, wow. with a lot of restrictions like there were um, these like big plexiglass, like pieces of glass that you would basically put in between uh, the pianist and the singer so that mm -hmm. you know, we're not, the droplets were not intercepting, if you will. And um, the class sizes are really small, like for like music programs in general, especially if you're doing performance. So, you know, things like that. Um, that's one thing that's a little disappointing about my current school is there's not been any effort to try and do in person besides like a couple profs. So it's a little disappointing because my program has like 13 people in it. Yeah, your program's really small. It's really small and they always have um, multiple sections of all of our required classes. So most of my classes, like the actual class time, mm -hmm like six people including me yeah so there's things like that it's just that's a bit of a tangent but um how do you even sorry I'm gonna I'm cutting you off because I have like a burning question how do you even grade um how do you how do you even grade singing like through a computer screen because I don't how like 
Yeah, it's, doesn't that fuck everything up? It's really difficult. So what um, we've been doing at U of T is we pre-record our performances, and then when it's our turn, like our day to perform, quote unquote, mm-hmm. we share our screen and we share the video. So it's it's a good and a bad thing because you have to watch yourself all the time, but it's also really helpful to watch yourself. So right, you to do that. Um, and then they kind of, uh, the profs all do it slightly differently, but right. they'll give feedback based on the video. Some of them will um, pull up like, oh, sorry, if you can hear my dog. No, it's okay. Um, you can, some of them will pull up like the music score and they'll like go through and talk about um, like fit, like visually what you can do differently. Right. Some of them will ask us to play the video again because normally in these class settings, we would be up with a pianist and we'd be starting and stopping, working through, it's like masterclass style. That's kind of mm-hmm. what it's um, So yeah, every prof does it slightly differently. Um, some of them are more organized than others. I had one prof send me an email after I sang and they said, can you send me your video again? I didn't have the music in front of me, so I wasn't able to pay attention and comment. Oh. That's why. Yeah. So there's. You don't have the music in front of you, dude. You assigned this to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Um. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Like. Like. Okay. The good thing about like this right now is because like you were just talking and having a conversation and it's just easy. I, I just record it and then you know put it out there, but. I just, I mean, like, the whole just world of performance right now just doesn't even make sense to me anymore. And I I don't even know when, like, to be honest with you, I, like, the Mervish Theater, all the theaters in Toronto, I do not know how they're even, like, staying alive and open. I don't know. I, um, I don't know. And it's, yeah. Today, when we're recording this, is the day of the Super Bowl, and things like that make me very, very frustrated, because how is it that these major, well, I know how, it's money, but um, these major sports corporations, teams, all this stuff can have things going on as normal. They can, you know, the athletes and the coaches and all those people get to work like nothing's wrong. Meanwhile, I mean, I'm pretty lucky because I'm still a student and I live at home with my parents. Like I yeah. don't have to pay rent right now, which is a huge blessing. But I see like artists that I've looked up to my whole life that they can't work either. And it's like, tell me how these athletes can go in, do their job, like nothing's changed except there's like no one in the stands. Meanwhile, Broadway performers and opera singers they literally haven't worked in like over a year. Yeah, that, it's pretty impeccable because I remember when basketball was going on um, and they like, uh, Walt, like Disney World, like took them in and was like, yeah, you, we can do basketball. And, and like the, the whole way that they had even coordinated that was just phenomenal. Like everybody was in a bubble. You were not allowed to leave the bubble. Um, everything was like sectioned off. It was like, you had to have like passes to be able to go into a different bubble. Like everybody was getting tested all the time. They they had like professional chefs making them food. They would get up at like three in the morning. And yeah, I don't, 
it's 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 very interesting it's like it, yeah it yeah, makes you think yeah it's very frustrating um and places like disney world and other theme parks like i mentioned i worked at a theme park but you know there's performers there that just have been laid off because they can't mm -hmm. have them working like it's just there's so many repercussions from this yeah that are directly affecting my industry <laughs> and i'm not trying yeah. to be like oh well it's me but it's like you have to like even like you're like i don't know how you can do it i don't know how we can do it either i'm just trying to keep hope alive and keep doing what what i love to do you know yeah it's um like i i was actually driving past canada's wonderland and again i was like like it's just it makes sense for me that theme parks should not be open. Yeah. There is no fucking way that a theme park would be like, yeah, guys, come in. How would they even do that? You know what I mean? Like, it there was no way that that would ever work, just in my head. Um, and even at once COVID's over, like, if, if, like, you know, Disney World or Canada's Wonderland were able to open up, like, completely once more what like i just i just think about it and it's like the amount of times where like you know that somebody has like vomited like on a roller coaster yeah. and just like the smell of you know some of the rides that you're going on mm -hmm. and all the handrails and just touching everything like even pre-covid i would like go through canada's wonderland and like not touch anything and like be really specific about like where i sat and like where i got food from because everything is sticky. Everything is sticky there. Everything was sticky. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I don't even know. Like, because even after once COVID, like, like, how are you going to wear a mask on a roller coaster? You can't. Like, you can't. I know they're making them, like, guests do it at Disney World. Because Disneyland in California is still closed. All the other parks, like, in the, like, the Disney parks in the world are closed. Except, for, Except the for the one in Florida. Yeah, yeah, of course it's opened. Yeah, not even surprised. All of those, all of the, there's like a YouTube, like, couple, they just had a baby. And I really love them. And I watch them all the time. They're called, mm -hmm. he's, his name is Tim Tracker. And right. he does all these updates on the park. It's like my little obsession. And like, I see him going on like all the rides and stuff and they have to wear masks. Like, things like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it's so crazy. How does it not fall off? I don't even know. I don't know. Um, wait, do do the do the like do all the Disney princes and princesses have to wear masks too? From what I've seen, they have them at like a far distance, so they're not doing like the meet and greets where you can go line up to meet. Somebody. Oh, okay, yeah. Because can you that would ruin the magic for little kids? Like, oh, being like, why is Princess Jasmine in a mask? Like having to explain that to a kid, like. Yeah. I mean, it's like not, it's not like kids are that dumb that they don't know that COVID is going on, but it's like, at least to them, like in their fairy magic world, like, yeah, let the magic be alive. It doesn't exist in yeah. you know, Snow White's cottage. Yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah. And then also, um, there's been some, so this one company came out with these like singers masks that, and also there's some for instrumentalists as well. And I personally hate it. I have one. It looks Can I see like it? um I don't have it with me right now. Oh, okay, never mind. 
it basically looks like a duck bill. So you know how normal masks just like touches, you know, yeah. never. This yeah. one, it gives you a little bit of room to breathe. It so comes out. It kind of goes out like, I guess, oh. like millimeters or whatever. And it's terrible. Maybe yeah, it's it sounds terrible. Uh, my teacher has trained me like the type of like when he teaches breathing and there's a lot of different ways to teach singing mm -hmm. and the way that he's taught me is very much like about the exhalation of air and so when I do that with the mask on <laughs> it just doesn't work yeah so, you know there's people trying and yeah I what I will say though is I don't want it to sound like I think art is gonna die I think it's very important to oh no I, I don't think art ever will die like it there's no yeah I th there's no way that people are just gonna stop doing performances forever like okay one thing that I think is phasing out is I think that movie theaters like I think in the next 10 years like I don't think that we're gonna have movie theaters anymore or it'll be like it'll be like a very like rare thing to like go to the to the movies because you know it, it just even if you look at how much the movie theaters like jacked up the prices um it, to even going to the movie theaters it became like a thing that you would do to like have a night out you know what I mean like it was like like you know the popcorn it was just like the, it was like a whole experience and you know like even the VIP where like they serve you alcohol and you're sitting in those like really nice chairs and you get food it was like an experience to go out but it was so expensive yeah. And now they're making movies like literally to just be released on like Amazon Prime yeah. or HBO Max or whatever it is. And they're just like, like, join us for our grand premiere of, you know, it, what it was it like, wait, okay. Am I making this up in my head or is this true? That Trolls, like that Trolls movie, like made so much money like so much money and it was like an online premiere i think yeah there was a new one that came out right before christmas my cousin is like seven and she's obsessed with trolls i'm pretty sure i don't know like how much it made but i know that it was like an online premiere like straight to like apple tv or something i don't know something like that hold on i'm searching this up because i swear to god like i saw it and i was like what no um yeah it's the trolls world tour that's the one yeah yeah how much money did it make well i know it was released in, in wait hold on wait here we go <laughs> trolls world tour breaks digital records and charts a path for hollywood in three weeks of digital release trolls sequel has made more money for universal pictures than the original did during five months in theaters Wow. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Jeez. Hold on, wait. Uh, massive marketing campaign was already under the way for Studios' April 10th release, Trolls World Tour, an animated sequel to the 2016 hit. The studio decided not to postpone the opening and instead making the movie available as a digital rental on platforms like Apple TV for $19.99. Three weeks later, Trolls World Tour has racked up nearly $100 million in rentals. Wow. God, that's crazy. I know. <laughs> I wonder if that maybe maybe that maybe that's what's broad what Broadway and like show business is gonna be. Maybe. I don't know. Like they did it with Hamilton last July on Disney Plus. You could 
they have Hamilton there now. And I know that was a huge hit. Yeah. Um, so but I mean, I- like, maybe it would be a live show that you could, like, tune into. So you're, like, actually watching it live. Like, you would be a sports game, but you're not actually, like, physically there. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, um, when I say, you know, the sports teams and whatever, they can go on pretty much as normal. It's like, why can't shows, like, I'm thinking Broadway shows that are, like, um, permanent, at least for the time being, because with the difference between, um, like, Broadway musical theater and opera is opera's very fast. Like, they'll only have, like, five or six performances of a show, and then it's done. Like, the Metropolitan Opera will go through, that's, like, a big example, but they'll go through almost, like, 20 shows a year. Right. You know, so that's, so I don't know how you could do it with opera, but with Broadway, when there's, like, a show like Hamilton that's going to be there forever, or Wicked, or any of those, why can't the actors go in, do the show, and have a live stream? Yeah. Like, once or twice a week. It doesn't have to be every night. Yeah. Like, just so, just so people can work, you know? Yeah. Especially in the States with the stimulus checks and things like that, it's like, we were lucky here, but, you know, they don't have a lot of financial support, or at least they didn't. So, yeah. I don't know, it'll be different now. So, what do you want people to just take away from, um, or, or what you want people to keep in mind? Because I know, like, our whole thing in Toronto right now is like supporting small businesses, but like, I really don't see that conversation being carried into theater. Um, and I think that like, that's something that we also need to do. So what, what, like, you know, like, what do you want to say for like either people who are listening, who like, didn't know that this is even like an issue that like performers just like have no place to perform and it's like really a struggle. Like what, I don't know, like, what do you want to end this off with to keep Um, us forward? Yeah, I think just, um, if you see that there's a singer that you like and it doesn't have to be like I specialized in like a more niche uh market if you will so I don't Mm -hmm. expect you to follow a bunch of opera singers on Instagram and watch them if that's not your bag but if you see you know any artist big or small um doing an online concert they have a new album coming out they have they're doing something else, but they're still creating art in another way, like they're writing or they're doing other things. Just show them that you're there, I think. Yeah. Important thing. Just like for me, like when I post a video of me singing or whatever, just like when someone likes it, it's like, I feel like you support me still. Like, I feel like there's still, you're showing that there's a need for it. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, if, it doesn't ex- like like I think I said this earlier. You do it. I do this for myself, but I also do it because I love sharing it with other people. Mm-hmm. And so if I don't have the other people there, then I've only got half of the. Then only half of it is. is yeah. Bad, you know what I mean. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just supporting in your own way. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It could just be streaming songs on Spotify. You know. Streaming this podcast on Spotify. Also this podcast. This specific podcast. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) No other podcast. No other songs. Just this podcast. Yeah. I'm Um, going to be like Joe Rogan. I'm going to take over Spotify. You should. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's it. Just show that you're there. Show that art is still important. 
Just give everyone as much love as you can, you know? They just need very lonely. Even even in normal normal times being a being a artist can get very lonely. But especially right now when I can't even do my job. So yeah. you know, tell me tell me you care once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay. Well, you know, Maddie, thank you so much for um, being with me today and just talking. And oh my God, I love seeing your beautiful face every time. You're just so beautiful and so talented and so smart. And I'm so appreciative that I have you as a friend. And you're about to freaking literally go to the UK and do like so many cool things. And that's impeccable. But yeah, um, thank you. Thank you for being here today and sharing this space with me. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Of course, of course.